This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf, and today I'm joined by Dr. David Bieber with Sheridan West Animal Clinic. Dr. Bieber, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having us. It's our pleasure, and thanks to our listeners for tuning in. So please tell us a little bit about Sheridan West Animal Clinic. Well, Sheridan West Animal Clinic is in Cooper City. It's been here since 1989. Uh, We've probably done everything under the book in veterinary medicine. We've done emergency medicine. We've done reptiles. We've done also dogs and cats and kittens and puppies. And now we're doing, uh, we specialize in rehabilitation for hormone restoration therapy in dogs that get spayed and neutered especially. Interesting. Is that the testosterone or the dog, what'd you call it, dog dog testosterone that I, I had read on your site? Yeah, yeah dogosterone we call dog-osterone, it. okay. <laughs> but it is testosterone. When did they start doing those types of treatments, hormone treatments on dogs? So what happened was about 14 years ago, we had a dog, his name was Bruno, and he went paralyzed in both back legs, totally, from a blown disc. And so we had to put him in a cart and roll him around, you know, in the street, everything else. He's 80-pound Labrador, and he wasn't neutered, or he was neutered, basically. And so if he was neutered, I'm saying to myself, you know, he's got no muscle tone because he's not using his legs anyway. And basically... um, I started reading books on testosterone and it said bone density. So I started injecting my own dog. Five months later, without rehab, he just stood up and started walking. And so after that, we started doing it at Sheridan West Animal Clinic on spayed and neutered dogs. Uh, we call them desex now. But anyway, um, so we, and we're getting a 95% success rate, no side effects. These dogs that can't get up, they get arthritis, they get this, uh, they get hip dysplasia, and any type of mobility problems, this fixes it. Because, you know, dogs, how are they going to rehab if they have no muscle tone, no bone density? When they get spayed and neutered, their testosterone levels go down to zero in the female and the male. And so that's, you know, not a good thing. So we're trying now to, like, not spay or neuter our dogs. But what we do here is we do a ovary sparing spay where we leave the hormones in on the female and we do vasectomies on dogs, which leave also on the male dogs, which also leave the hormones in. And that's like the newest thing out. You know, everybody says neuter and spay your dog. It's not good for them at all, especially down the road. And no veterinarian is going to tell you that at this point, but it's getting there. And I so we I, do type of thing. I wish I would have done this podcast a couple of years ago because I uh, neutered my dog. <laughs> going with yeah. conventional wisdom. So no, that does make a lot of sense. So as far as the, the testosterone on the dog, is that something that you had heard about from somewhere else? Or is this, did you pioneer that yourself? And is that something that is becoming more mainstream now? No, I basically pioneered the whole thing. Wow. And uh, we also put together a learning platform to teach other veterinarians around the world to do this, which is on our other website. And, um, this, I think we have over 60 doctors now that are certified in dogosterone therapy around the country and the world, and it's getting there, but it's going to take a little time because it just everything's kind of slow and trying to change things. 
as is often the case. So going back, you opened up in, in Cooper City in 1989, you mentioned? Yeah. Wow, that's a quite a way. That's what I say, wow. <laughs> so, so how did you get into, how did you become a vet? Uh, is this something that, that, that I'm guessing went back to probably your childhood and a passion for animals? Well, I had a passion for animals and it happened so that I went to undergrad at Syracuse University and two years, after two years, I got into vet school. So I don't have to do the full four years. And I got into vet school in Italy. And so I had to learn Italian in two months because everything was in Italian. All my exams were oral in Italian. It was probably the roughest thing I've ever done in my life because we're never taught here how to do an oral exam, especially in another language. And um, I was pretty tough, but it was really good. I mean, I had a great experience over there. I think tuition was $100 a year at the time. Uh, a lot of money <laughs> and then came back here yeah, and then i came back here well i worked in england holland and scotland for a while with other vets and then i uh, came back here did an internship at penn university of pennsylvania and another one at the animal medical center in new york which is pretty prestigious nine story animal hospital for teaching and then i came down here what do you see as maybe the most, I don't know, pressing or challenging issue facing pet owners today when it comes to their pet's health and how can they address or prevent some of these issues? Well, the, I think the most important thing today is having insurance, pet insurance, because just everything is so expensive today. So expensive. I mean, you go to emergency, it starts at 1500 just to walk in. So I think all people that have pets should have insurance right from the word go because if something happens, then it's pre-existing and it's not covered anymore. So you gotta do that, that's really important. That's one of the things. The other thing is these spays and neuters. You know, you're getting the Humane Society that spays and, neuter this, spays and neuters them at like three months of age, which is not good at all. Growth plates don't close. Dogs get really bad hip dysplasia and bone problems at that point in time, especially at three months of age. The bones keep growing, the growth plates don't close. So in terms of some curious for spayed and neutering pets, it seems like the, the root purpose of that was, I guess, animal population control, but it almost was spun into making us believe that it was better for their health somehow. Was there any intention behind, behind that? The things that they think is like, it calms down the pets a little bit but it was basically for reproducing. They don't want to reproduce. You know, these dogs are outside and everything else, but just gotten out of control. You know, these dogs, especially these big breed dogs, they shouldn't get spayed or neutered if you got to do it until they're at least one and a half to two years old. And then sometimes you still have problems down the road. So the best thing to do is train them well and don't neuter them or do the vasectomies and the ovary sparing spays. Interesting. Good to know. Yeah, this is all quality information because I, I think most people are unaware of a lot of the things that you're doing over at your practice. I know, and if I, for one, I didn't know, I, I never heard about a doggy vasectomy or uh, uh, certainly the dogosterone therapy. I never heard of that either. Right. Well, it's, it's <laughs> and it's probably be taught in veterinary schools in the near future, but there's a lot of politics involved in changing things like usual. Have you ever done any teaching before at university with other vets? Uh, no, I just do the testosterone and I do, I guess, international podcasts on this and regular podcasts. And 
um, we do this a lot. Like, it's been 14 years now of doing this. We've done over 250 dogs now with the dog around, and it's been unbelievable. We have people that, I don't know, travel four to five hours a day, a week, well, once a month to come in here to get their shots. Wow, interesting. Yeah. So what do you like to do for fun when you're not working? I like to travel a lot. I like, uh, I do sports. I like golf. I like pickleball now. Used to be tennis. Can't do it anymore. Pickleball, the new craze. There's the new craze. You still can get hurt. You got to be careful. And then um, I was a really good foodie, but I've been there, done that. So now I'm maintaining, basically cooking at home and trying to eat healthy. That's a wise thing to do for sure. So you mentioned golf. What's your handicap? My handicap used to be 14. Uh, but now I just play like nine holes every couple of maybe once a month now. But I usually ride my bicycle a lot. I do a lot of, uh, I guess, exercise and that type of thing. And I like to fly fish. Nice. So I, I just try to keep in shape. Yeah, I haven't. I, I used to play golf pretty frequently, but I, I haven't gone. I haven't played probably in four months now. So, so I think it's. I think it's time. I think it's a sign to get back out there and. Uh, play yes, there. My, my, actually, my wife took my clubs out of my trunk the other day and brought them in the house, and I've been walking by them every day. And I think I got the itch to play again. I started feeling it. So. <laughs> you have to put them back in the trunk. Yeah, yeah, or or just get out there and play a little bit for sure. Yeah. So, what would be, before we wrap up here, what would be the one thing? that you'd like to leave our listeners with, you'd like them to know about your business? Well, I'd like to have an open mind in our business. And um, basically, as I said before, if you have any problems with dogs that didn't do well on orthopedic surgeries or um, have a hard time getting up or have arthritis or intervertebral disc disease like they do in dachshunds, we do that preventatively, we treat with the testosterone because their bones are weak and then they get these really bad disc problems and then they go paralyzed in both back legs. So the testosterone stops all that because it gives you the bone density. Um, we treat all this, all this rehab stuff. So anybody that has these large breed dogs that can't get up, it doesn't matter what age or surgeries that didn't go well, especially with the knees, the testosterone the therapy will fix that won't fix it it'll it'll take away all the bad things dogs will be able to get up they'll run they'll go up and down the stairs which they wouldn't have done before so for anyone out there like me who's intrigued by everything you're saying and would like to learn more how can we reach you maybe share uh, your website your contact information and your address right our website for the hospital is www.sheridanwest.com SheridanWestAnimalClinic.com, and the one for the testosterone is Dogosterone instead of testosterone. D O G O S T E R O N E dot com, and then you, we're on the northeast corner of Sheridan Street and Flamingo. Uh, we're on the opposite end of Dunkin' Donuts. And anytime you want to come, be my guest. Come on in. Also, the phone number is nine five four four three two. Six two three zero, and my last name is Bieber, as in Justin. 
hard to forget. <laughs> all right, Dr. Beaver, we will, of course, uh, link in the description below to all of your contact information. And thanks for joining us today. This was fun. Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Yes, our pleasure. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. And we will catch you next time. Everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Cooper City. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to GNPCooperCity.com. That's GNPCooperCity.com. Or call 954-231-3170. 